0: Greetings, podcast listeners. I am your host, Miss Ebony. Um, welcome to the thrift stores and coffee shops. Where here, the door is always open. I am your coffee bartender, quote unquote. Here, serving up the best VIP topics for you that I feel are the best <laughs> to be talked about here on this podcast. No, but on a serious note, just wanted to thank you for listening in. Hope you've been having a blessed week so far. It is. Thursday, throwback Thursday, whatever you want to call it, Thursday, thankful Thursday. Um, I'm just blessed to be here, blessed to have been, wake, been able to wake up this morning, see the sun, uh, feel the rain, um, and just be blessed and know that God is with me. And I hope you feel the same way too. Uh, today, I just wanted to talk a little bit about some things. Um, me personally, I guess it's more on a personal note, because uh, God and I had a moment today um, And it just kind of reminded me of some of the things that I've had to grow through uh, in life regarding women in my life. And just some of those things that I felt that I never really addressed. Um, But, I started to think about those things in the last year, how life has shifted for me in regards to women in my life. And it always starts and stems from, of course, the relationship with your mother. Um, But I'm thankful that I have a mom and that my mom has been there for me, even in the midst of my ups and downs with women in my life, friends. Uh, I did grow up with two older brothers, may know that. Um, And I have two older sisters that I did not grow up with, not because it was just, you know, anything negative. It was just, I grew up with my mother and my father passed when I was a little girl. So I um, was just me and my brothers and my mom. Um, so, uh, but I always had a desire to have a relationship with my sisters and God was so grateful, graceful to put women in my life like my cousins and um, women around me and friends that even had sisters where I didn't have that connection, um, because I didn't know what it was like to grow up with a sister. So um, I do talk about a little bit about this in my book, not regarding my sisters so uh, to the point, but um, how I had relationships with friends. And then, you know, some of those things had started out, you know, at at a younger age where I had a lot of issues, um, just seeming like making friends. And I'm just like, what is going on? Is it me? (laughs) Like when you're young, you start to internalize those things as rejection. And um, God has since healed me from that. But um, it has made me think about the relationships that I've had with women around me and how I've thrived in some of those relationships, how some of them have, you know, disintegrated over time, or just God just kind of grew me out of them or them out of the relationship with me. Sometimes it's not always you outgrow people. it's sometimes it's just a season to shed off Others, you know, we all shed right um, in relationships. And this is no shade to any of my friends that I used to be friends with or friends that I used to be in a relationship. This is really just talking about the testimony of my side of why I've felt so like broken in the area of women. I've talked about a little bit, maybe touched on some men's stuff, but um, brokenness came from starting with my father. Of course, when he passed when he, I was a little girl, you get all of the things when it comes with the grief of a parent and the issues that come with that, okay? And I recently just really kind of came through a lot of that in my third you know, beginning 30s. And um, I'm, I started a lot of counseling in my 20s, but then, you know, really I felt like the wholeness came, like as 30 persisted. And then I God, I feel like deals with different things in different seasons as we allow him to. And some things don't come up until later. And I feel like things came up later <laughs> in my life. Because, um, you know, when you grow up, and you just deal with stuff and you kind of like learn how to stuff because you see that's how people do things around you and you just kind of move on with life. You don't deal with stuff that's going to come up. Um, so, and I think that's what just happened with me. And I was grateful for it when I'm, you know, as you become mature and more, you grow more in God and your faith, you realize that this stuff needed to come up so that I could deal with this, so that I could deal with me. Why am I having these issues? Like, is it me? Is it them? Is it us? What's going on? But a lot of it, I was suffering from rejection from women, and sometimes I could, you know, I would, as a woman of God, whether I was going to church or not, I would project those into my relationships, and I would oftentimes internalize something that someone did, and feel rejected by it, or you know, like really feel rejected or offended because I was was really hurt, and I was guarded in certain areas in my friendships, and um, because I didn't want to be hurt, or because I didn't. Um, Fully trust, you know, or because I was just being whatever, you know. Um, I think I played the savior role a lot in my relationships too, and I never knew what boundaries were Um, in friendships. I just was like, be there for your friends, take everything on. You are the burden barrier. You can do this. (laughs) And God was like, no, you can set boundaries, and you know, you and your friends can have healthy relationships. You guys talking, but you also not being somebody that's always the go to for them either. You know, you are not. A savior, and you are not the pope, and then I am God, you know. So I'm thankful for that. I felt like um, there was a lot of adultery in my relationships with friends on my end because I was trying to fill voids um, of sisterhood that I wanted in my life that I really didn't seek God about. I think God wanted to use those situations to, in fact, fix me um, as opposed to me trying to fill it with other things, you know. Let Him fill you, let Him fix you, but do stop trying to fill it. But let God fix it, you know? And I feel like that's where God was like giving me that revelation um, today when we had our moment. And um just really thankful for the relationships that I've had in my past. Every woman that has crossed paths with me, whether they were mentors or you know, starting at a young age or teachers or friends in different seasons in school. Like I could remember like sixth grade was like a year of like the shedding of friends, because God was like, literally like, they are not your friends. And I was hanging out with kids from different like walks of life. And of course, different nationalities. I didn't care. I felt like we was cool. We was going to be cool. And then seventh grade, God blessed me with different friends. And they were great friends. And then eighth grade, one of the friends I still hung out with, because I think a lot of us dispersed from the school. Um, a couple of us dispersed from the school. And so all of the friends that we were friends with in seventh grade, some of us had left and moved. But the friend that I had in seventh grade was the one friend that I had in eighth grade. And it was just me and another friend that hung out. It was just a trio. And I was doing like outside community stuff. So I had like people that were connected to me outside of that. So I could just kind of considered those my friends and associates too, because I was in church and I was in community um, groups and stuff like that. So I was able to like connect even in middle school with other people. So I only hung out with two other people at school and I was so like eighth grade year was fun. Like seventh grade year, I liked a lot. Eighth eighth grade was cracking. Like seventh grade, I feel like was one of my best middle school years. So much fun. That's when the Coca-Cola voicemails came out. Like it was popping. I'm sorry. Seventh grade. I just love stuff. And eighth grade was like, I only had two friends and, um, you know, one of them, you know, we still kind of in contact here and there, you know, she'll text me or something. I'll say hey to her and all that stuff. We just have, you know, different life now. Um, But she knows I love her. I love her mom. I used to always be at our house, spend the night. Mom used to always make those turkey noodles. (laughs) Shout out to mom, you know, and just stuff like that. But then uh, my other friend, I would see her every every now and again and just, you know, we were on Instagram and connect and stuff like that. So she's just a beautiful soul too. And like, I just think about all the hardships we went through. in eighth grade we would be writing letters we'd be writing maps writing songs like we were just so creative I loved my two friends it was just us I would have them cracking up in the back in math class I hated math I did not like math class and I was a class clown and that's probably why I got a C it was enough to pass mean, <laughs> shout out to the math teacher that put up with us but I was I was class clown with my friends and I was we were having a great time so many memories in that just sometimes you need laughter when you're going through stuff and um that's when I like started to experience some really heavy stuff in my body and like really started going through a lot of stuff and changes in my my health too which kind of sucked that was when it sucked eighth grade that but outside of that everything else was really like great you know besides that part but you want to read more about that you gotta read the book you gotta get the book I would encourage you to read it because it's, it's encouraging. I even get encouraged if I revisit it. And so I'm like, God, I thank you for bringing me through all of this, but I thank you for taking me through it so that I could be a vessel and it could be a testimony to others. But um, all this to say, like, I think women, sometimes we don't really evaluate the relationships that we have um, with one another. And this has kind of been the last year has kind of been a season of doing that for me. I do remember being at church and literally like, it felt like I was grieving when I was crying and I just like fell to my knees and it was all of this pain from the grief of losing friends. Like a friend of mine, uh, passed in 2018 from breast cancer. And that was hard. That was one of the hardest deaths. Like I've lost my father. I've lost a niece. I've lost two godmothers. Um, I lost friends of the families, you know, I've lost My grandparents, you know, been at, what was at both of their services, you know, I've been through a lot of loss, you know, so, but that loss was just, it was very unique. I don't know. There's just certain people when they die, you're like, why her? Like, why him? Like, I could have thought of anybody else you could have (laughs) took. no don't judge me I'll, know, I'll probably have thought that when certain people died when we think about like people that are if wicked you know i remember having this um conversation me and our mentor me a mentor of mine at the time we were talking about like you see what i be leaving she was like God be leaving the ones down here to get it right He would be giving them some time i'd be like you're right I, I believe that you know god takes the ones that are ready or may not we don't feel like they should go because they're so good and they're great people you know nobody's perfect but you feel like that sometimes. Like, yeah, I you got to take the good ones. Like, you got to get your rescue you hoodlums and take. You know, he's giving you time. So I do believe God does use certain situations to make us think, too, about life and what goes on. Um, but that was hard. That was a hard death. And she was a good friend of mine. We didn't talk, like, every day. Um, but I was there for her, doing her treatment. Um, it, the hardest part about it was that her two sisters that were twins had passed away, too, from cancer. That's a whole another story. I mean, I can't even imagine, I just, please keep their family covered. Um, I won't, you know, I won't go into detail about that. That was hard. Um, It was really hard to see all of that happen and to know them as close as I did and to get as close as I did to them. And then they both, all three of them passed away. Now, my one friend that I had in 2018 was the one that I was the closest to, but her sisters, I got close to Right before they died. Isn't that weird? Like, how do we get close to people right before they pass away? But I mean, I guess if you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe in God and you know that forever is in heaven and we'll one day see each other again. Getting close to them is like, I'll see you later. You know? I went through all of that, I grieved through all of that, but it was hard. But losing her was really that was tough. That was ooh, that was that was a hard death. Oh God. Um, but I'm thankful I have peace about it. Um I've had dreams about her. I know she's okay. Um, but it's hard when you initially lose someone that you trusted God would bring them out of that. And that was hard for me. But I felt like she was like a really true friend. Like, um, And I never, it's so funny. You have friends, you know, there's no perfect relationships, right? We as women can be honest with ourselves and you get into it with your friends. There's like your sister, you're close to her, whatever, you riffraff, whatever. But that friend, we would be honest, be honest with each other, but I never got into it with her. We never had any issues like that. And she had a bunch of sisters, you know, that were like, you know, we were all like close in some range of time or did something significant together. We were, we like kind of pretty pretty much grew up in church together, slept on the church chairs together. The church I went to with her was not, we didn't have to use, but it was kind of like that relationship we had. We kind of grew up in church together and spiritually together, laughed, cried, you know, she lost a friend when we were young, you know, still like I was still in college, but we lost someone that was in our group, a circle of young youth young, a very young man. And that was hard. You know, we all went through that together as young people. And just, it was a lot, you know, we went through a lot of ups and downs in church together. Um, you know, I've watched her, I watched her grow. I watched her be changed. And, you know, she was a mother. So she lost her son at 30, you know, lost, she lost her life, excuse me, at 30. And her son is, you know, now without his mother, but my prayer is that God will continue to cover him and that, you know, a surrogate mother, mother mother-like nurturer will fall into place in his life. Um, But all of this to say, God has really dealt with me in this area of of hurt. And like, like I was saying before, like I had a spirit of like grief and I just wailed like before the Lord at church one day because I was like, it was hard losing all of these friends, like relationships change, you move on, um, growth takes place, growth happens you know, Sometimes you're close to people for years and you think you're going to be with them forever and they're going with you and you're going with them where they're going because God takes them in different directions as well. It doesn't necessarily mean they're on a bad path. So you're on the wrong path. They're on the wrong path and you're on the right path. They're just on their path in relationship with the Lord. And so that's what I had to learn too. I think sometimes we always see these Instagram posts and I don't necessarily always agree with them because people will be like, well, they're not going where you're going, you're going somewhere, you're going higher. Because then it belittles their path and it belittles where they are where they are with God. And that I, I don't believe in that. I had to start thinking about that because I'm like, no, not everybody's going where I'm going, but it doesn't mean that I'm going in a better direction than them. You see what I'm saying? Like we have to check ourselves with that because we'll always try to make it seem like, well, they give me like this, so I'm going higher and they're not. No. What happened with Joseph? Like his brother sold him into exile, but God used his story to even redeem his family. So it was like, I'm not even saying that friends sold me into exile. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you go through things, you go through things, you do things wrong in relationships and friends do things wrong in relationships. Your family does things wrong wrong in relationships. But you learn how to do things God's way when it comes to severing those relationships and when it comes to breaking soul ties, but also realizing that you yourself allowed certain things in relationships because you yourself didn't do things the right way. You yourself didn't put a shield of faith up, you know, in relationships with people. You yourself didn't communicate properly in this regard maybe I said do this but you did it that way or you know you really have to think about how relationships do go south or they're changing and you have to allow for them to let go there were relationships that I felt were changing and shifting and I could see it spiritually but I didn't let it go because that was my friend no that was a soul tie <laughs> that was hard to break because that person was trying to break away from you did you still hold on girl Honey, we've been through some things, right? But I'm just saying, like you gotta allow for God to really search you when it comes to relationships. And my, 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 my urge is to all of you that are listening: ask and pray about the relationships that you have in your life. Ask and pray about the person that come into your life, male, female, parents, um, job relationships, people that are around you. God will instantly show you if you already have that relationship that covering. you will show you who's supposed to be in your life. He'll show you when the season is always up to. He'll give you an insight, but it's up to you to pay attention to those signs. Because later on down the line, you'll start to see stuff anyway. It was like, oh, I should have been cut this off. This is why. And sometimes you don't know that that's what you need to do until you get kind of get a little distance from you and some people. And then you'll see, oh, well, God was doing this the whole time, but I just didn't see it. And there are things that will happen that you're like, what is going on? And sometimes you'll have to find a balance in whether or not this is a relationship that God wants you to go into um in the next season with this person or whether or not this person is just on their own path and they're not really in where you're going you know it's about trusting god in that too because sometimes i didn't trust god with my relationships with people and i felt victim to getting hurt because i didn't trust god you know and i didn't and it's not to say in my friendships i didn't necessarily trust god sometimes it was like fault on my end because i didn't trust him with even career moves where there were women in in power and leadership that were not right fit for me, you know? And when I come to relationships and sometimes you be like, this isn't right. The spirit will not agree with certain people. If you're walking with the Lord, that's just, that's not just friendships, that's relationships with men, all of that. You want it, but it's like your flesh might want it, but the spirit in you is telling you no. And what helped me also at the end of the road, some of the, some, some relationships to certain people that see things that you may not have seen in relationships. Um, I feel like I was the type of person to kind of be in relationship with people to still show them that I like cared about them. Um, even if things were going a different, different direction, and we were going in different directions, you may, you know, some relationships may have gone because some people just didn't really grow with the Lord like you did, or some relationships have gone because people have passed away, of course, and because it's time to move on from that relationship and that that person um that person is growing in a different direction and you're growing in a different direction and sometimes where you're going they're not going and where you're growing they're not growing um it's like they're they're their own tree you're your own tree you're producing apples oranges bananas grapes they're still producing just grapes you know, um, and it's not that they're not going to produce those oranges and apples. They're maybe going at a slower rate. You might be going at a faster rate or they may not be going at the rate that you think they should either. Because we think sometimes that people in our relationships and friendships should be going, growing where, where we're growing and going where we're going. And they're just they're not growing at the same rate. It's, it's a choice. And it's it's we shouldn't have opinions. Also, I think about how fast people grow in God. Let God do the work. It doesn't mean that person is condemned to hell. That's why we pray for folk. If God has a word of encouragement for them, you be obedient and you give that word of encouragement, whether it's a scripture, whether it's prayer or whether it's God want me to speak this to your life. I pray that you're blessed. You know what I mean? God will ordain you to do that and he'll leave it where it's at. Like you don't have to continue to. um just have a judgment either either on that person because God has had to check me in certain situations with friends even if it was time for us to you know separate don't judge them like you're not doing any better than them you're not better than them or whatever not that I always thought that anyway cuz I would have never had people around me that I thought I was better than like come on <laughs> or vice versa i think my friends you know well i don't know i that's between them and god but you know i just feel like for one thing, the way to even evaluate your, your friendships, I think you can also think about the character of a person in general and a character of a woman. Like, does this person feel a certain way about me and my friendship with them? Are they just, am I just along for the ride in their life, you know, or vice versa? Like, sometimes we could be in people's life because we we think we, we want to be ride or die with them because we know they have potential. That they're going somewhere. You know, you have to check that. You have to check your own heart in relationships and friendships. You know, do you check on your friends more than they check on you or vice versa? Are you the one that they are always calling and you don't call? Um, you know, I mean, maybe some friends may have thought that I used to not call as much, but I don't. I was like a texter. Um, I'm more like I know my love language is more. more so or whatever, you know, I know that love language thing is big and I am a quality time person. So anytime my friends and I got together, it was like, that's, I don't, I mean, I don't really call on the phone. I'll text and see, check in with everybody, but I always make a point to check in with folks. And I know I was good at doing that and encouraging and staying afloat and, you know, praying for people and all of that, but I'm definitely a quality time person. So I learned that in relationships and maybe I didn't really convey that, you know, to some of my friends, just in the past, but they knew we always got together because Ebony was always trying to make a, where you at? Where we going? We been together? You know, I'd be spending the night at some of my friends' houses and stuff like that, and so, and we hang out. I just, I, I just needed that. You know, I needed that quality time because I'm like, I need to see you, sis. Like, we need to go to eat. You know, we need to sit and eat and talk. There's nothing like, doing a Zoom and having pizza. No, we need to go and sit down with our masks and talk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's. Nobody wants to Zoom in pizza. No, (laughs) we want to get together, you know? So I'm definitely a big quality time person, but I think it's just learning the structure of what is friendship supposed to look like? You know, these things aren't really taught. You know, you just kind of get into relationships and you don't really, I don't know. I think women don't really evaluate what kind of friendship they want. They just kind of get into relationships. You know, this is something that I learned, you know? Sometimes we get into relationships and we don't set these expectations and then we miss the mark. With some of our friends, and we get pissed off, we get offended, and we hold on to stuff for forever. You know, women are carriers, right? We have the gift to give life, and we hold on to stuff because we're called to house, you know, children, house, you know, we house things because that's just the way God made us. And sometimes, you know, we can hold on to stuff longer than it should be held on to when we should be forgiving quickly, and offenses need to be forgiven with for a quickness, right? Um, and this is something that I've learned when I watch like movies with guys or the situations with fellas. and. You know, I, you know, I know men gossip too, and it seems to get a little bit more heavier now that social media is a big thing and YouTube is big and people have their opinions about everything. But most of the time, I feel like it's gossip. A lot of the time, some people bring up other people. But needless to say, I've noticed with men how they resolve conflict different from women. A lot of the times, depending on the situation, men tend to like close that door really quick when they have an offense with another dude like i've noticed that and i'm just like why does it seem like men always kind of like really like just chalk it up and you're like dude it's cool whatever there's water on the bridge we're good you know it's like their emotions aren't so tied into it like women like if somebody piss you off or some chick says something about you like you're ready to fight her like you're holding on to that and you see her 10 years later and you're still bitter like <laughs> I think that's why women really getting sick I think that's why women really be going through some stuff with their bodies because I feel like we carry stuff already like think about it like you are imagine you being pregnant you have to be careful what you intake and in what you feed your baby right you have to be careful what you feed yourself in your temple because at the end of the day it's going to affect your child you can't be eating certain things and putting it in a microwave right because of radiation you can't you're not gonna you're not going to put your child in harm's way Right by what you put into it, because it's going to hold on to it, and it's going to affect your child. I think that same thing goes with our relationships. Like you're not going to put into yourself or take into something and hold on to it because it's going to affect your purpose. It's going to affect your baby. It's going to affect God is about to birth in you. Like you're not going to feed yourself negativity. You're not going to feed yourself gossip. You're not going to feed yourself people telling you that your baby's going to be disabled, right? You're you're going to reject that and say, no, by the authority of Christ given to me, my baby is going to be well. My baby's going to be healthy. They're going to walk. They're going to have all their toes. They're going to have all their feet. They're going to have all their hands. They're going to have everything, right? Brain fully developed. You're going to be speaking life over a death sentence over your child or over anything over your child that is not in agreement with the word of God. Same thing goes to us in our relationships and what we feed them and what we feed ourselves regarding our relationships and how we take on offenses, how we take on bitterness, how we take on hurt and unforgiveness, you know, that affects us. And so my urge to us, I guess, is to just heal in our relationships. Say you're sorry, but don't make it a habit. Because if you're not correcting the behavior, folks don't want to keep putting up with that. Um, uh, there's something that I read about in the Bible also. Um, I believe it was a proverb. And this is for those um, that may struggle um, with, you know, talking a little too much (laughs) gossip if you want to want to call it um the word definitely talks about that this is in let's see i want to see what scripture this is and this is not just talking about your fellow friend or the friend that you're in relationship with this is about talking about other women with, with a group of friends or with you know, people that are surrounding you it could be in church or whatnot. It says a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps the secret. a secret. Perverse, a perverse person stirs up conflict and gossip separates close friends. This can be found in, I believe, Proverbs 11, 13. There were two scriptures that they put together on this website in 16 and 28. Ah. I find that to be very, very, very important to be careful what we say, how we say it, when we're saying it, <laughs> who we're saying it around and what who we're talking about. Because God loves all of us. At the end of the day, he wants all of our souls to be intact and anchored in him. And if we're constantly talking about someone and putting them out there in a negative light, as opposed to praying for them, what good is it? We really need to pray for our sisters instead of speaking ill will of them. You know, the Bible talks about not spreading false reports. In Exodus 23, 1, and Ephesians talks about do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only those what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. This goes about being criticized, criticizing those that God loves and that you may have been friends with, judging them. You know, everybody needs to correct their behavior, but there's a way to come about, you go about it when you're trying to connect with someone or initiate a conversation that needs to happen when you're sharpening your sister, you know, iron sharpens iron, you know, but I think there's a time and a place and there's a moment in time where God will check you on that if you allow him to. So I just wanted to just really just come on here and really, I don't know if it all made sense, but coming together, speak about the truth, um, you know, that we are sisters, you know, Ruth talks about that sisters in Christ, most of all, sisters for life, because this thing goes on beyond this world. And I think, you know, I think about the women that were in my life that maybe I was close to and wasn't as close to. And, you know, if they knew the Lord and when they know the Lord and if they know, you know, that where their soul is going at the end of the day, that everything that I've been through with those women is not going to matter on earth, whether it was a, a loss I felt like we went through or, you know, a breaking of the relationship or something that happened that really caused both of us pain, at the end of the day, this won't matter because we're going to be together forever. So I might as well get over it, right? <laughs> we love Jesus. We know God and we know we're going to be at the end of our lives. Then none of it would matter because at the end of the day, I'm going to have nothing but love for her. You know what I mean? And I had to think about that um, I, as I went through these relationships and stuff. I'm like, it's going to hurt. We're going to cause each other pain. Um, but if it's not something that, you know, something that God is getting, you know, putting aside for, you know, a time, it may be seasonal, it may be, you know, just not in each other's life like that anymore, but God is faithful, you know, and one thing that I love about God is he restores. So even if it's a relationship that something bad happened, God will restore it, you know, or if it's a relationship that ended well, but, you know, maybe it may just be another season that you're going to be revisiting that person. It happens, you know, maybe God's like, well, you won't be together now, but you'll see each other five years from now and you guys will be cool. I'm like, all right, Cool. You know, so it's something to learn from the relationships I believe in our believe, you know, in our life. And I'm thankful for my sisters, my blood sisters, because I have come into a relationship with them. And we're growing, you know, um, we don't see each other all the time or talk to each other all the time. But I know that my sisters love me and I love them. And I'm thankful that I have them because I went through such a hard time as a child with the friendships. And eventually I learned to be alone and was comfortable with being by myself because I was the only girl growing up. So it was a win-win for me, you know, and it's, it's that I don't feel like I always need to be around people. I know how to, I have, you know, time to myself, but I also know I love to be around people and women that are also growing in the Lord like me. So that's the beauty of all of this things. So my sisters that are listening in, I thank you. I appreciate you for listening and I pray that you will go in strength and you Would work on those things that God is calling you to work on so that you can be a better woman for you and for him too. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.